Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me on the internet, we have Kaylee Woomer. How oh. are you? Oh my god, it's me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am here. You are here. Thank you so yes. much for doing this. This is honestly a huge honor, a pleasure, the whole nine. Um, I'm a huge fan of actually your your Netflix and Chills, uh, which we'll definitely probably get into a little bit more of that uh, for sure a little bit later on. But um, thank you so much. Seriously, Absolutely. this is honestly a pleasure. So I thank look you. forward to getting my night pund nickname by the end of the episode. All right, yeah, let's, that's something we could definitely think about for sure. <laughs> definitely have to keep that in mind. I'm just like, okay, night name for, for Kaylee. Let's see what we can come up with. Right, like, we had to wait like 300 weeks. No, I'm that's like, true. I'll give you that's a true. He maybe had, like he an had hour. To, he had to wait a bit. <laughs> he was like a little probey forever. No, I'm just going to dive right in. No, we're good. We're good. Just jump jump right into to your night name. Uh, I feel like just the, the quirk of art is pretty good. So we got to like kind of like flare that into the night name for sure. I love a good pun. Up. That's the best part about like exactly. when I heard to be to be fair, like because it happened on this show. When I heard Nightly's sure. name, I was, I was he didn't have one for a while, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. they already have so many night puns. How can they? Where are they going to go with this? <laughs> and then it came out. I was like, okay, well, never mind. I'm sorry yep. for him doubting. I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, we we just kind of came out of the what works with that one. It was just uh, Nightly. Got it. Perfect. Done. It's adorable. <laughs> it's super cute. <laughs> but I'm gonna go and just finish this last bit of spiel, and then we'll go ahead and get into our conversation. Yes. Uh, we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to, and break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. And since you watch the show, Kaylee, that's night with a what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wait, Kaylee. Nailed yes, it. exactly. You nailed uh. it. <laughs> By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, back to our guest, oh, Kaylee. That's still so, me. I, I have a list of questions for you. Um, so, we are, I might be jumping around in my list of questions, but yeah. just bear with me. First thing that I do want to know about is how did you come up with the idea of Netflix and chills? Solely because I thought of the pun. That's 100% okay. true. I don't know why or how it occurred to me, but same way I got the name Quirk of Art was I was driving in my car <laughs> and I was realizing like work of art, other words would fit there. And I just went through the <laughs> alphabet like Burk of Art, Dirk of Art. That doesn't make sense. Oh, and then funny. that just became my username because I thought it was clever. Uh, <laughs> but I, the phrase Netflix and chills popped into my head and I chuckled really hard. And the <laughs> same day I had a friend who I hadn't ever like watched movies with before sure. who knew that I loved horror films. And I was like, oh, you have to see, you know, I love found footage. And he's like, this is a found footage movie you've never heard of. It's is called that like Grave your genre? Right, my genre, 100%. And so sweet. it was Grave Encounters. For the oh, yeah. uninitiated, right? This was a while ago, so I didn't know about yeah. it, but it's not like, you know, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> was that, I think it was like, what, 2010, 11? Right, embarrassingly long ago now. I don't want to actually <laughs> think about that. Uh, but I'm watching the movie, and then I realize, like, the entire time I look over, and they're looking at me. They're not looking at the movie. And I stop That's the movie hilarious. halfway through, and I'm like, what? Are you watching me? Like, I feel like I'm a creep. And 
they just could not stop laughing and telling me how funny it was, like, watching me experience horror films. And oh, wow. that's a critique I've actually gotten a lot. I'm very jumpy, and I'm easily startled, and just, you know, uh, I'm very expressive. And so yeah. a lot of people have always said, like, oh, I love, like, watching scary movies with you because you're so funny. And so I thought it would be so cute. Like, there's so many shitty horror movies on Netflix. It would be so fun to <laughs> take this pun and make it into yeah. a real thing. And so that's... Then, you know, you realize you can't actually stream Netflix movies on Twitch. But, you know, that was the basis for the idea. Right. Yeah. So so is that one of the reasons why you decided to take, like, older films because of, like, a free copy or? That was 100% the reason. And so oh, cool. I, I never even think of it so much as doing older films. I mean, I do. And, like, I, I tell people that because I tell people, like, they're public domain. And so yeah. they're public domain because... You can stream certain things, and it's, it's such a scary spider web of, like, tangled sure. nastiness that the easiest way to not even have to worry about any of that crap, public domain. If it's public yeah. domain, you can stream whatever you want. And so that right. does typically tend to mean older movies, but you do get some yeah. weird newer ones. And by that, I mean, like, you know, 1960s. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the... Oh, man, color. Right? <laughs> we did one in, like, 1972, I believe, Blood Freak. Might have been 1971. But, so yeah. we, we get some color ones. Those are always really yeah. exciting. But I love <laughs> the restriction of it. Um, sure. I think, you know, I've watched so many movies that I never would have watched before or even heard of. And, like... Francis Ford Coppola got his start directing movies that are now in the public domain, horror movies yeah. that are now in the public domain. Jack Nicholson was in so many early shitty horror movies he in was. the 1960s and A lot 1950s. of weird movies he was in. A lot of weird, and I've watched almost all of them at this point. Love Jack Nicholson. <laughs> He's a creep. Even when he's he not is, playing man. a creep, he's a creep. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's just like, ooh, yeah, you're only one character, one character only. They Got actually it. wanted to cast Jack Nicholson in Rosemary's Baby, but they said uh, right. he was too menacing. Even yeah, when he wasn't trying right. to be, and I felt that so hard. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a creep. It, it, it's, it's absolutely fascinating um, how, how he actually kind of comes in and – the way he just his demeanor, even when he's trying to be nice, <laughs> it's just like it's just like I feel like you're kind of a sly asshole right now. I, I'm not I'm not too sure like how this is working with us. Like <laughs> it's super intriguing how he I don't know how he just acts. So it's just good. super weird and super odd. So that's awesome that you use like public domain movies and things like that because I know a lot of, of those older horror films um, are movies that a lot of people haven't seen and a lot of movies that those people haven't even heard of. Um, do you find yourself kind of hard uh, with your audience to keep their attention or um, – because I actually – every time I popped in to your streams, I've had such a good time. Um, hanging out in there because uh, it, it's it's not mainly me watching the movie either. It is me kind of vibing off of you and how you're <laughs> interacting with everybody, and and uh, it, it's it's super funny watching you were just like this bitch, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would not have done that. Like it's it's so funny, like seeing your your reaction to all this stuff that's uh, going on in these movies. So, do you find it hard for yourself to kind of keep your audience entertained or engaged? And see, I think I work best under really tight parameters, so okay. it's kind of fun. I have, like, a spreadsheet of films that I haven't done yet that are kind of, you know, like, on my list that I'm always oh, adding sweet. to and begging people to make suggestions on. But when I go out there, it's always like, okay, so here's the list of movies I can do. 
what would be a way to sell this to people who are like on Twitter? You know, how, how do you sell oh, that? Sure. And yeah. so I always try to find like a hook. So for example, White Zombie is a, a movie from the 1930s that I'm actually so good. Yeah. So, but how do you sell a movie that's, you know, from the 1930s? Well, one, it has Bella Lugosi, which is a name that a lot of people will at least vaguely recognize yep. or like, Come like on, what is that? Let's that? go. <laughs> I mean, I would hope people would just know, but I'll give it to yeah. them as like, that sounds kind of, is that a, you know, what is that? Is that a sauce? Uh, and then, you know, White Zombie is considered the first zombie movie ever made. And so you have that dual kind of like, come watch the first zombie movie before they were yeah. all super overdone and shit. Um, so that's yeah. a fun one. Or you find like, um, the actor that played Grand Moff Tarkin actually, um, did a bunch of really good 1950s, uh, B movies where he played, uh, I'm totally blanking now like a crazy person, and you're nodding, so you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I know um, exactly what you're talking about. But, yeah, he, he played uh, Van Helsing, and so there was all these yeah. movies that um, he was in, and so you get like, oh, the name, you're like, you throw Cram off Target, even if you wouldn't necessarily know that actor's name. Sure. Or um, the director. Again, like, we get a lot of ones with like little Jack Nicholson cameos, or uh, the person that made Little Shop of Horrors. Obviously, oh, yeah. you would know, like, I, you know, in our <laughs> world, you go, oh, Roger Corman, and everyone yes. just shouts and screams. But if, They're remaking no, that, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I love the original more than the musicals. It's my favorite Ooh. version. It's my favorite. Oh, and it, I, again, like, the scene with Jack Nicholson in Little Shop of Horrors is <laughs> pinnacle acting. To me, I would pair that with yes. the opening drive scene in part eight of Twin Peaks The Revival with Kyle MacLachlan wow. driving in that car. Like, it's equally just intense. Oh, um, my God. So, yeah, there, <laughs> that's my... Oh, man. I wow. love trying to find a, an excuse for why someone should come watch something. Either it's because it's... Yeah. And I don't try to just do the mystery science theater of, like, they're always really bad. I do try to find ones where it's like, you know, this is a really good, like, noir film from the 50s. Yeah. Or ones that are... Um, Roger Corman did a lot of Edgar Allan Poe... Um, movies and so you know coming yeah. in with things like that and so i try to keep a mix of like doing some really old ones some more recent some black and white some color some sci-fi mm. and really shitty and uh you never really know what you're gonna get it's not always the same thing yeah. i think that helped i feel like you're, you're like next up it's gonna be like revenge of the worms or like... <laughs> we did attack the leeches oh Tiger did you leeches. we've done that twice yeah mm-hmm. that is rad yeah we've done oh, that one twice man. yeah yeah fan request that was a really good one awesome yeah. that's awesome yeah that's that's great so so you take requests but obviously they're in parameters of, of doing like public domains and things like that so they kind of have to do their research too exactly um, gosh so let's say okay let's say you don't have this restriction you can stream whatever you fucking want to what are the top three movies that you are just like this is what i want to show the world and this is what I want to show people, uh, either why this movie is scary or th- I want to so- show people that I jump at these movies and so on and so forth. Like, what is that movie for you? Absolutely. So it's an amazing question. First off, I've never had it, but I've been mildly contemplating it because months ago, it they were on Prime Films on Twitch, mm-hmm. and that was obviously like nobody else really cared, and I haven't heard anybody talk about it. But for me, that was huge. Uh, sure. I really started like going down that road because, again, the whole concept originally was watching like shitty horror movies on Netflix that no one had really watched, and rely mostly on jump scares because I jump easy. Um, <laughs> but honestly, 
thinking about it like not super hard because I'm thinking about it in the parameters of just this question now. But the first sure. movie that I really wanted to stream that I wish I could and found out that I couldn't, even though I, I hoped I could, was mm -hmm. Laura, which is one of my favorite movies. It's a noir yeah. film with Gene Tierney, and I think Gene Tierney yeah. is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> the Gene Tierney's life was actually the basis for Agatha Christie's uh, novel, The Mere Cracked. And so, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was, Jean Tierney was pregnant and she did a USO show and somebody had measles and went to see her anyways and her child was born with severe uh, mental deformities and handicaps. And, oh, uh, shit. So, yeah, so that that was Jean Tierney, but she's she's so she's so pretty, and that movie's so great, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just I love I do love old movies, um, and mm -hmm. it's a really it's a, a really moody, really good just slow burn noir film. Uh, I wish awesome. I could do so. That one definitely springs to mind because that's the one film I looked and looked and was like, "Is this in the public domain? It's old." <laughs> but public domain is you have to go real old. For, yeah, for yeah, a guarantee. you gotta go real old. No estates attached to it. Right. <laughs> you have to hope there's yeah. a production company that went out of business, basically. Exactly. Um, production like companies. Alfred that, Hitchcock will never be on public domain. Right. Any production companies <laughs> that went out of business. In the uh, before like the late '60s, when public domain laws yeah. changed, are are where I get a lot right. of my like '50s and '60s movies. Fun, fun Makes fact. Sense. But uh, another one that comes to mind would be The Others. That's one of my favorite horror movies. Oh, um, 2001 Others. Mm -hmm. or... Nicole Kidman. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I love that, and it's another one that's just kind of a, a more slow burn. It has a lot of. One of the nice things about slow burn horror movies is that they have yeah. a lot of. Um, like long pauses that are really good for commentary over or for like checking, you know, like, cause I do like to be really interactive with my chat yeah, and of, you're of not, course. you know, you're not right. You have to really time it carefully. Cause I don't like talking over the plot. You don't want to be the person at the movie. That's like talking over the movie. Cause that's annoying. Right. 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 So it's, it's, it's trying to do enough to where like you're interacting with chat and you're engaging with the movie, but you're not talking over when anyone's talking and things mm -hmm. like that. And yeah. so I actually really like, slow burn movies for that reason um <laughs> i'm a huge fan of slow burns um i know a lot of people aren't too big of fans of them um but typically slow burns have great payoffs in the end so right. it's just like that's the, the slow burn and the others had a fantastic payoff yes it's only a slow burn if it has a great payoff if it doesn't have a great True. payoff it's just a shitty boring it's just movie. a shitty movie yeah <laughs> so if you no, say slow burn games. you're implying it's worth it to me, exactly. if, if someone uses that descriptor, it better not be dull because then it's like, no, that's just yeah. that's just a boring movie, babe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that that makes total sense, one hundred percent. But on, what would be your third? My my third is actually my real answer, and my real answer is that I love and I, I love doing movies that I've never done before. I try really hard not to watch the movie before stream. I, I research it and get a lot because I love like doing trivia and things because the way the Netflix That's and chills awesome. works is I start and if I can find a trailer for the movie, um, a lot of them have trailers. Some are a little mm -hmm. too old, but if sure. I have, if I find the trailer, I'll like play the trailer as like a, you know, the previews before the movie starts. And That's then awesome. I'll come back and I'll talk about like, Oh, this trailer, what do you think the movie's going to be about? And then any like fun facts and stuff that I've learned about the actors in the movie um, mm -hmm. I'll, or like things to look for in the film. I'll talk about then. And I try to give that like a 15 minute window. Cause it's like most movies, have like 15 right. minutes of previews absolutely um, yeah so so that's always really fun but i don't actually watch the film i try okay. really hard to go in because again like the jump scares you know if they're fresh they really hit or if you know if that actual shock of like seeing yeah. the, the end for the first time and so i would love to just go through like straight up on netflix and 
be like, okay, what's a shitty looking like horror movie that might be fun? And just yeah. pick things at random Play. that that nobody's ever watched. The ones that like are on there that you'd never know about. The quarters of Netflix. Right? I, I want to <laughs> scrape the bottom of the Netflix barrel. That's yeah. what I'd like to do. Definitely. Okay, that sounds awesome. Does one come into mind that you kind of had on your mind where it's like, ooh, that seems weird and interesting, but also super shitty? So kind <laughs> of in the sense that I, this is a little cheating because I've watched the first one twice already. Okay. Um, last week, I... Pulled the, I finally pulled the trigger on a uh, found footage series that I had heard of a little bit but never watched called Bad Ben. Hell House. Oh, my no, God. No, Hell House is so good. Ben, right? Oh, ben, my ben. God. I've watched Bad Ben there's twice in the last them. week, and there's so many. Yeah, so I've watched it twice. I watched it. No, it's not uh, the last week, last two weeks, because I watched it, and then I watched it again Valentine's Day weekend, and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch the rest of them, but I would love to just – watch all of those i think that would they're be so, so fun bad that they're good right oh and it's, so it's, it's funny because if you look up bad ben i think it has like a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes <gasps> or something so, crazy like that like and the it's first everyone so, trolling mm, it's, it's so, so good. good it's so, so good. good i'm so glad you chose that right so that's a series <laughs> that i have not seen but i know there's a lot of them so i feel like that yeah. would be that would be fun i've only i've only seen the first one but right. i know there's eight and they're th- this guy just constantly is making them and it's right. just like you know what kudos to you dude like, i was screaming both times i watched it even after knowing what happened, i'm just yelling at this man like this like this is this is a dude from fucking New Jersey gets his house yep. haunted. That's that's the movie. That's it's the, it, so, it's, that, that's pretty much it. What would a dude named Ben? Right. What, what would a dude who was like, "Hey, I'm from Jersey." How would he handle <laughs> getting his house haunted? Seriously. Yeah. It, it's it's. Hey, Spider Man, oh and then that man goes yeah, home pretty, and his house yeah. is haunted. Like that's the movie. <laughs> it's so. Uh, it's watch bad ben it's it's free on amazon it's, all, prime. I was saying, it's on amazon prime that's why i've watched it twice <laughs> and so again if that amazon prime thing goes through i could literally yeah. do that the moment that they decided to pull the trigger on that that would probably you know be the thing many, that i would test it with oh totally you know how many a24 movies you could watch on there right oh like, a24 oh, oh, oh fuck that's so good do you have a favorite a24 horror film um I tried to get the guy I'm seeing to watch Midsummer on Valentine's Day, and he politely he declined. Because he had already oh. seen Midsummer, and I haven't, because I've been saving it. Oh. I know. Uh, but he was just like, Kaylee, that's not a Valentine's Day movie. And I'm like, oh, I know it's not. Oh, it totally <laughs> I want to do at it. At the same time. <laughs> and he was, just, he was just like, I'm not in an emotional place to be able to watch Midsummer right now. That's fair. Which got me very excited for Midsummer. That, that um, yeah, that's a movie you definitely have to be emotionally prepared for. Uh, I saw it twice in theaters, once uh, with my sister in law, and uh, destroyed her. Destroyed her. Uh, she had to hug her mom afterwards. Um, and uh, w- another time with uh, a group of friends. W- one of them is a part of Good Night Podcast, Ryan. And uh, another one is. I'm sorry, that's Ron not a night girlfriend. name. That's I don't. I don't it's know not a night Ryan. name. But his his night name is Unite. But, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we went to all go see it, and the oh my god, what a great theater experience! Just fucking fantastic. It, honestly, if I could suggest how to watch it, I would suggest renting it from iTunes. 
because it's the director's cut. That's the only way you can watch the director's cut. Okay. And it has one scene, just one, officially in night. And it's that alone is pretty great. So I, I honestly, I would suggest if you watch it, watch it on iTunes. <laughs> oh, man. It is so worth it. That is so good. And I do like every time if there's a director's cut, the director's cut's always the best. Um, oh, yeah. God, that's so like, great. Have you seen Doctor Sleep yet? Uh, I have not seen Doctor Sleep. I have. I and the problem is that I usually don't like seeing horror movies in theaters because I love seeing horror sure. movies. I love seeing horror movies like bundled up with a blanket, so I feel yeah. safe. <laughs> and everything is the, super the dark. Method, cover your eyes, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, no, that's how I used to watch Scooby Doo as a kid because I'm a baby. But, uh, and, and so like. When I used to see horror movies at, like, we had, like, an Alamo-type place in Chicago. Oh, yeah. But in Seattle, sure. we don't have any movie theaters like that. Because, like, if there's a movie theater that has, like, what? couches and a blanket, I'm watching a horror movie there. But a regular totally. AMC, that's not my jam for horror movies. It's just, it, it never has been. Especially because, like, the sure. volume. Um, I remember seeing The Boogeyman, the movie with the guy from 7th Heaven. Uh, when oh, I was yeah. in like pre- when I was in like middle school, and there's like nails that get pounded out of wood movie. in that movie, and it's so f- it, I, I watched it in theaters, and it was so loud just that part sure. that I was just, just wishing I could turn on the volume. Like I need subtitles, I need like mm. you know I, I'm a princess, and so I like watching <laughs> my horror movies at home, which means unfortunately when like a new horror movie comes out, I'm super stoked for it to get out of theaters. Yeah. Like all right, can't wait for that to be available on video. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Well, Doctor Sleep is available now. So I know it's been out forever, and now I'm just yeah. I'm just a piece of shit. Whenever you're ready, like oh <sighs> my god, the director's cut is the one I also would recommend for that as well. Um, the theatrical, if you're watching it with friends, theatrical is the only way to watch it with friends. Director's Why? cut is when you're like by yourself. So theatrical, it okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> so, um. When this movie was created, uh, Mike Flanagan made this theatrical cut specifically for you to be able to have it as a popcorn movie. So the theatrical cut is about two and a half hours. And with that theatrical cut, you as a I, – I guess you as a, as a viewer, you're going to understand the story and you're going to get pieces of the story that are going to be just enough story beats for you to just get through it. As a horror movie fan and maybe even a Stanley Kubrick fan and simply just a Stephen King fan in general who likes to read or watch long shit, uh, the director's cut is for you because it's 30, 35 extra minutes. Yes. I wish it part two was an hour longer. Easily really? an hour longer. and Because it needed it. It felt so short and it left so much stuff out and there wasn't enough development. And I think that I might not like yeah. it. And I just am not really... I haven't emotionally processed that film yet. Because yeah. um, I love It Part 1. It's one of my favorite horror movies oh, ever. So but like the so second good. one, it was good and I just wanted more. And if I want, like, I, I would have been totally content sitting for another hour just to get all of this, like, you know, I, I wanted Audra. I wanted fucking, you know, Tom to come back and beat his yeah. wife and... And it's just, you know, like, I, why cover <laughs> I her? I to come back and beat his wife. <laughs> he, she was covered in bruises for the whole movie. And no yep. one is like, no hey, one, Beth. No one acknowledges it. What's that on your face, love? Yep. Like, weird. Um, yeah. So I kept waiting. I was like, and then, like, you know, they, they truncated it. So, you know, I'm like, oh, well, certain things haven't happened yet. So we're going in here. And these things haven't happened yet. So we must be, like, 
We're gonna come here and then we're gonna come back, right? To do all those other yeah. things. Oh no, nope. this is it. It's over. This is oh, it. oh, three hours have gone by. When did three hours go by? I didn't even right. notice. Like, I don't exactly. I love long movies. I don't give a fuck. Batman Superman <laughs> director's yeah, if, especially cut. if they're able to kind of keep you going and just keep you excited for it like beat after beat after beat because the, the thing is about it chapter two uh I wanted more expansion on Mike's story because Mike was the only person who stayed in Derry the whole, the whole series. Years. That's a perfect criteria. You never saw him in part one. I wanted so much more Mike. They gave most of yep. Mike's stuff because, like, I guess you'll be like, Mike needs to go to the library. Mike is library kid. Yes. Like, come on, what are you doing? Uh, what are you like, doing? Seriously, like it, it was. I want. I wanted so much more fleshed out stuff um, with all of that. I mean, like. And also even Mike doing like the detective stuff and helping police trying to solve yes! murders and all this other shit. Like all that stuff is really, really cool and exciting in the book. Like, and I don't know if Andy Michetti and Barbara thought it was uh, it, that this wouldn't play well on screen, but it was something that I felt like was a missed opportunity. Whereas I felt like that could have been such a flushed out story Yeah. Um, for everyone. Like Ben going into writing books. I love how they changed it up and he was writing books and they turned them into screenplays just like Stephen King. And I was like, Oh, that's fun. But at the same time, it was just like, like I would love to see how he got over the stuttering process. And uh, I don't know. Like it's it just so much shit that was just the opening scene of that movie out. was perfect though I will say it really was oh, it that really, got really me was yeah it really was um and I'm it's great because a lot of people don't know that that's the opening portion of the book yeah and how fucked up <laughs> is it that it still hits just yeah. as hard because that was Matthew Shepard era so it really yes. hit and exactly. you know now we live in Trump's America so it really hits it's just exactly holy it was, crap it, it, it's such a great and, and the fact that dairy is in maine and uh, fuck right it's like it's not a stereotypical like oh you know they're in alabama what did you expect it's like oh no they're exactly they're in quote unquote in maine. maine you know like right like like they're in, they're supposed to be in, in in the east coast like the east coast is pretty much the it's still opposite of the west but their values are similar like yeah <laughs> like, like yeah it's it's absolutely fascinating um so you you touched this a little bit you said that um it chapter one was one of your favorite horror movies of all time so i want to actually dive deeper um into i guess when you were younger like what officially sparked your interest into the horror genre so when I was younger, I was a latchkey kid. And so during the summers, my aunt would babysit me. But my aunt is only six yeah. years older than me. So I was like seven and my aunt was like oh, 13. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure. My aunt was in the 90s. She was like a juggalette and she had a mullet and she was like, that <laughs> she would dye different colors Don't, all the time. Yeah. And she was yeah. just like super like edgelord teenager. And yeah. so she would watch horror movies all the time. And as a child, like, and I'm probably still, I'm a baby. And as a child, everything scared me. <laughs> I loved Scooby Doo, yeah. but I would, I would watch it with the blankets totally covering me with just my eyes showing. Cause I had that like, oh, if I, you know, if they can't see me, they won't even notice that I'm here. Cause the monsters are going to come yeah. out of the TV and get me. Uh, Scooby Doo was scary. Scooby Doo was so scary, but I loved it. I could not watch Courage the Cowardly Dog. It was, so it was too scary for me. But like, Courage was pretty terrifying. I remember my aunt would turn on, are you afraid of the dark? And she's 13. <sighs> And the little thing that would come up, that would be like TV Y7. And I was six yes. and I would just be screaming, it says Y7, it says Y7, I can't watch this show. And she's like, well, you're going to watch it anyways. 
And so she would watch horror movies all the time with me. And I remember specifically, like, uh, we watched Pitch Black when it, like, oh, first wow. came out. And I was uh, terrified in the dark <laughs> for, like, 15 Pretty years. Good. Like, I think sure. I'm mostly better now. But, oh, like, the dark, I would get hysterical if yeah. there was, like, yeah. And the, the thing that scared me more than Pitch Black was, honestly, Vin Diesel's eyes. Oh, I thought they were like, so cool. He was awesome. I, I was so glad. Awesome. Yeah, like, he turned out when he like, finally oh did God, a good guy terrifying. flip. Awesome. Yeah. I want that guy so on my cool. side. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vin, there was a lot of sexual awakening happening with Vin Diesel, but the darkness, <laughs> that was terrifying. You know, and just that fear the, of the unknown. The darkness with uh, the tooth fairy. Right. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Or, like, I watched um, Jeepers Creepers around the same time. That wow. was terrifying. Yeah, so yeah, I just my I, brother forced me to watch that one too. But I loved it. Like I loved the like I loved being scared. That adrenaline rush and that like oh my god feeling. It was super good for me. And so I like yeah. I loved how much I hated it. One of my favorite sure. things to watch as a kid was Rose Red. Like it's technically <laughs> a miniseries, but to me I would rent it from Blockbuster all the time, and yeah. it was two VHSs. And so was like my mom had Titanic and The Green Mile, and they were both two VHSs. Yeah. So in my brain, Rose Red was just one long movie. I didn't know it was a miniseries until years later. So whenever I would like, we would have slumber parties and stuff, and my friends would we would put on Rose Red, and then we'd fuck around with Ouija boards, and you know we just love spooky shit. <laughs> and then we'd wow. like stay up all night because we were too scared, and we would go to the bathroom in packs. Uh, and then growing up, That's I'd get so um, as a preteen, I got into anime and weeb shit, and that was around the same time that uh, Ringu and the uh, Juan were really popular. So my friends yeah. and I would again go to Blockbuster, and we would go to the foreign horror section. And we would mm -hmm. just go pick any, like, I watched Acacia, which is a South Korean horror film oh, that's so good. really good. Oh, my God, you've heard of it. Perfect. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I never assume people know things. It's, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I guess one thing to know about me is that my knowledge of horror is stupid deep. Right? It's just, <laughs> but, you, you know, probably have guessed. This mid-2000s yeah. South Korean horror film that never really popped <laughs> off, I expect you to hear. You know, it's just, it's a yeah. kind of niche. But I love that. Yeah. So then I got really into just watching, like, different j-horror and stuff like yeah. that have you seen house oh my god so good or oh, um fuck, dude 1977 the uh, wow. i watch all the the one miss calls the shutters Ooh, the, shutter i would say shutter oh, and then even the remake for shutter wasn't so that good. bad um i love the, actually the remake of shutter i was a huge fan i actually just watched the original version like last month i think i make my roommate mm -hmm. watch spooky movies all the time because i'm a bad person <laughs> Like, hey, you don't get a choice. We're watching something spooky. Do they, do they not like, like horror films? No, like, he goes along with anything, so that's why I feel bad. Because I can never tell yeah. if he actually wants to. He says, like, sure, what yeah. I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> we're getting like, spooked. Uh, I, guess, I guess I'll watch this. Right? I don't know if you had plans tonight, but guess what? Like, sure, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Oh, man. So, yeah. Well, that's pretty rad. Um, with, with your... With your fascination actually starting super young, and that's awesome that you kind of kept with it because a lot of people when they're younger, they don't. They don't keep up with it, and they don't want to stick with the genre, and uh, which is fair. I mean, it's, it's, it is scary movies, and most people don't really like to be scared. Um, you're a bitchy bitch, but yeah, I mean, you should enjoy the fact that you have this component in your body that you can uh, inherently overcome. And it's, it's super fun and fascinating. Um, so going off of, off of that, like, what would you say? And I know it chapter one is a part of this, but what would you say is your top five? So let's go with top four since it chapter one is a part of it. Honestly, uh, yeah. Favorite horror films. 
so that I know like this is an on the spot question. But. I know, and I've I've only thought about it, I think one other time when I you tweeted me about this, so I was doing like a top fives thing, I and I was I like, did oh tweet shit, you, I have yes. And so it was on there because I'm not I'm consistent. Um, the others is also on there. That is very yeah. high tier horror for me. Uh, Paranormal Activity three is absolutely on there. <gasps> Oh my fucking it's god. It's the best paranormal activity and I fucking love the paranormal activity oh. series. Okay. <sighs> All right, real quick. We got to talk about paranormal activity. It's so Cuz everyone who I say is I'm like, yo, you you can for fucking forget about any of those. Paranormal activity 3 <sighs> is the only paranormal activity that truly deeply matters. Paranormal activity paved the way. Yes, that matters. But paranormal activity 3 has one of the best scares of all time <gasps> in horror films. Which one? Which one for you? So, the one for me, when they're doing Bloody Mary in the bathroom, and when he opens the door, and the darkness, when it's daytime, slowly comes up and creeps through the room and <gasps> shifts the whole room to one side to the darkness. Fuck yes, let's go. <gasps> that is top tier horror for me. Where I was just like, that is one of the best scares Ever and it's days where I just I just skip to that scene because I'm just I love it and I see, love that scene. For me, what makes Paranormal Activity three so good and background? I worked at the movie theater when Paranormal Activity one and two came out, so like Paranormal Activity oh, one was an experience for me. It's one of the only movies I paid for because like with AMC, oh, wow. you can get in free with your friends to any movies as long as they're not sold out, and most movies aren't sold oh, out. Sure. And like most of the ones that are, I'm. I'm working opening night and I'm watching it in the theater <laughs> the whole time anyways. But Paranormal Activity was the one time where I was like, it was sold out opening weekend. And I waited until the next weekend and it was still sold out at my theater and the AMC next uh, closest to me. And finally, right, for both weekends, because it was huge. Finally, I went to the, the second theater closest to us because it was a bigger theater. And they were still sold out. And I went, fuck it. I'm buying tickets. And I bought tickets Ooh. to see Paranormal Activity. <laughs> And then I saw it like eight more times because again it was free after a while. Uh, of course. So th- I love that series and Productivity Three. One, the aesthetic is so good. It's that perfect oh vintage. Fantastic. Everything that's great about cassette tapes, but nope. that fan camera, that oscillating <sighs> fan. It doesn't just oscillate because it's a fan. <sighs> it pauses, it and so pauses. you get those beautiful tension panning oh. shots, and then they wait. And then you have to go all the way back and wait. <laughs> and then you know, like, okay, okay, it's coming. Something and it's has to happen soon. Every single time. And the first, like, two or three times, it doesn't happen. And Nothing it, happens. It's so good. Ah, oh, I love oh, the it. the fucking sheet. That's oh, I was like, the, the, the sheet. That When you said serious moment, the sheet was what I thought of. Yeah, no, the <sighs> sheet is also really, really, really great. But... It was just like thinking about the budget that they have. And, and Blumhouse struck gold. Oh, yeah. Gold when they bought that movie. Oh. Where they're just like, oh, we can start cranking these the fuck out for sure. Yes. And it only cost us like, what, almost a, a million dollars? Like, this, <laughs> right. is, this is like, like, come on. Like, the fact that the first Paranormal Activity was only 15 grand oh. and just broke the fucking world by making so much money. Oh, that was ridiculous. Like, Jesus Christ. And obviously, budgets have gotten higher and higher and higher, and they've gotten shittier over time. Like, Marked Ones was horrible. Oh, God. That's the only one I haven't seen. Because Paranormal 4 was was so bad. And then I just, like, I can't. Yeah, that was the Xbox Connect, right? Yeah. Paranormal 24. Yeah, it was so bad. So stupid. But. Okay, sorry to cut you off no. to talk about Paranormal Activity 3 I for a second. I love talking you, about Paranormal Activity 3. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. It's, it's, 
easily the best part of Halloween. Oh my god, easily. It's, it's it's what I think of found footage because I've watched so much found footage, and I was actually uh, watching the taking of Deborah Logan last week, which is another like pretty high tier found footage for me, just because I find the yeah. the concept and the framing so innovative. I I would still give it to Paranormal Two Three Three over that. Um, wow. Because I just taking the Deborah Logan is just something. Right. Oh, it's damn. it's so, so much good. Fun. Uh, it, the, yes, so good. That's another one. Let's <laughs> just talk. You yes, ever is, you it, ever watch that movie? Found footage month. I'm booked the whole month. I'm just doing it. Uh, found oh, footage year. There you go. I got films. Found footage year. I got enough. You, you got it. <laughs> We're doing a spinoff found footage podcast where we only re- <laughs> review found footage movies. Oh man. Uh, yeah, we uh we actually are having found footage month. I want to say it in June. Oh my God. Spoilers! I love it. Yeah, we'll speak, so, speak so, peak. Uh, few little little spoilers. Um, which uh, this episode is released in June, so yeah, it, it, it works. Okay. <laughs> so it makes yeah, so it much works. sense. It's so fitting. Found footage. It, it is. Sorry to do this so in advance too. Oh, but I love it. it, it, it yeah, in the same time, it's just like things are going on. So my thing yeah, with podcasts moves. is I'm always like, yeah, I'll do a podcast. Just tell me when, and then people will be like, all right, sweet. And that's it. And like, but if you plan something and just like this date, I go, oh, awesome! I will. It's in my calendar. It's in my calendar forever. But so many people just be like, yeah, sometime at some point. We, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how far in advance you book. And then they book like a week in advance. I gosh, I you know, Netflix yeah, I and Chills. I I announce monthly, so it's like, hey, if I'm going to be doing exactly. something on a Saturday, I need to know about it. Exactly. Um, no, that's completely fair. Um, so you got one more movie in your little belt there. I know, and I hate it. That's why I haven't said it yet. Um, so this is, yeah, this is where it gets dicey, where it's just like, oh, golly gee, like, you know, there's so many, <laughs> you think like, oh, I need to fill, like, should I be taking this list to just be like the best representation of all of the different types of like genres of horror films for me? Mm. Or should I be doing it like, you know, like, so that's where it gets really dicey. And I don't know. I was thinking about like, oh, like, should something like The Conjuring be on this list? And I'll be dead Which honest. Is completely appropriate. Right? It's always in that, like, it's definitely in the conversation. But when I think of The Conjuring movies, and I don't know if I'm just nuts. Whenever I think of the Conjuring movies and I'm like, oh, do I want to watch one of the Conjuring movies? I'm always like, I think I'd rather watch The Haunting in Connecticut instead. And I don't like the tones of those, like the, like that, whatever genre that is, the Conjuring yeah. universe and all its spinoff films and all that stuff, whatever that tone is, I think Haunting in Connecticut does it as well. But it did it like 10 mm-hmm. years before horror was really getting big again. And it's just yeah. like... I don't know. It's very quaint, and you know, Virginia Madsen's fucking ridiculous. Like Candyman, can we talk about that for a second? You know, so it's Virginia oh Madsen God, in yes. horror again, which she doesn't really do a lot. And you no. know, the guy that plays her son—I've seen in other things, and I can't remember him now. But yeah, the, he was in the the remake of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right? Yes, think of like he was in the remake where he played like a douchebag teenager. You know, like yeah, that could be nine hundred things. <laughs> he was also in Jennifer's Body. But oh God, Jennifer's Body—that was not um. But yeah, I really, I really like the Haunting Connecticut for that. Like that tone of film, I think that one's really that's more good. So I'm like, I don't know if I would put The Conjuring on my top five because I don't know if I'd put The Haunting in Connecticut in my top five. It's a good movie though. Fair enough. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a fun movie. It, 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 Kyle Gallner, that's his name. Oh yes, he looks like a Kyle, Kyle too. Like if anybody like, like if anybody stops what they're doing and goes this kid, they'll be like, yeah. That's a Kyle. Yeah, he a Kyle. totally looks like a Kyle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he was in like, uh, gosh, he was in Veronica Mars. Yeah, yeah he's 
Yeah, he's, he's been in so kid. much stuff. He's good in the movie, too. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, he is. He is. He, um, he, he throws up stuff. He throws up stuff. <laughs> it's a good movie. He throws up stuff that floats, oh, so God. that's fun. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's a fascinating movie. The only thing that I felt like was a detriment to that movie is that they tried to make it seem like, oh, this is real. Right, if you ignore this the really like, like true story part, which anytime I see exactly. a, a true story on a horror film, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Bless it's your heart. Yeah, like, whatever, whatever we say positive thing, it's about the Warrens, like they weren't just giant scam artists that took money from vulnerable yes. people. Like, come on. 100% scam artists. And I <laughs> love Farrah Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. I love both of them, but I'm always just like, you're playing some scuzzy people and you're making them look good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's, that's my one hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> Like this like, isn't real. We all Annabelle's not real. She can't hurt you. But but there really is pe- like an Annabelle doll in the real world. People think can hurt them, and that's where yes. I get. It's it's so interesting, <gasps> and even same thing with like Child's Play, right? I mean, that was based oh, off of something called Robert the Doll. That was too scary. Which- my yeah. I walked in on my grandparents Child's watching Child's Play. Um, actually, specifically, I walked in on my grandparents watching Bride of Chucky when Bride of Chucky first oh, came shit. out. Like it, like it was a hot new release at Blockbuster, and they had yeah. rented it. We're like, we're watching a like a not kid movie. Like, go hang out in your room. Uh, mm. And I went out like, to the kitchen to get something, and they always would try to like pause it if they were watching scary stuff or whatever. Uh, but then you know, then it just back in the day, that's a VHS, so it's just pausing on some horrifying doll image that just burns itself into your retinas. Like, and in Brian Chucky, that's when he got uh, reconfigured. Right, so we had all the stitches, <laughs> and then there was like this weirdly hot, you know, you know, oh the bride God. of Chucky. You're just like, why yeah, is this weirdly hot Tully. doll like <laughs> killing people? It's just yeah whole thing so funny oh my god yeah that's interesting that's super interesting so haunting of connecticut that that's so you had chapter yeah chapter one of it which great choice that's such a great movie um you had uh paranormal activity three yes the others um, the others that's right haunting of connecticut uh what was the other one oh did we not say one sweetheart this is hard because there's a lot of. I'm like I'm thinking like I haven't said any of the like old movies that I love so much like Little Shop of Horrors, the 1950s version would absolutely deserve to be in that conversation. It could, def- it could definitely be an honorable honorable mention for sure. I really think if like if you're going to Little Shop and you're wanting like a fun cute musical, that's one thing. But if you're like I want to see the scary version of this, that's the original. You know, like it, it really is. Or like honestly, so like Buckets of Blood is such a great one. Ooh. Like. So, like, I feel like there's so many. Can I just have 900 honorable mentions in a list of three? Yes. yes, you can. yes <laughs> I'm you can. so bad at lists. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. And that, that's so hard. That's such a hard list, right? Where you are trying to, in your head, you're kind of ranking things, but generally it's not, nothing's better than the other. But in our head, it's just like, oh shit, well, I don't know. Like, it chapter one is definitely better than this, but at the same time, this has this. So I, I definitely get it. I, I'm right there with you for sure. Right, that's why I try to um, do like, okay, like try to pick like one representation from all the different types. Because the, one of the great things about horror is yeah. that horror is nine billion different things. And so oh like, God, yeah. I, I want to be like, okay, well, I want to capture all of the many different things that I love about horror. So let me see how many I can like shove into one list. And But yeah. then it feels weird because there's like five of this sh- like subgenre that I like more than any of this subgenre. So which one gets the pick? My second favorite this or my favorite that? <laughs> what would you say is your favorite subgenre? 
Oh, found footage. It sounds like paranormal or found footage. I love paranormal. Yeah, so outside of like just like specific found footage, I love anything paranormal. Um, I don't like, I don't Especially love, if they're combined, yeah. Yeah, I don't like gore. Found footage. Um, I don't like um, like torture porn. I won't watch. I don't like Hostel, Saw. Saw 2, I will watch just because the actual story I find really good. The twist ending, like that is really yeah. fun, but I always, you know, so you'll watch with Saw the gore. 2 over Saw 1? Um, Saw 1, I didn't see. Ooh. I'm telling you that right now because okay. I was like, oh, like I won't watch them. I'm like, oh, this is a really gory, gross movie. And then saw two. My mom was actually watching one night while I was doing yeah. something in the kitchen. I think I was baking. And so I kept like hearing it instead of having to like see it. And I'm listening to yeah. it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so then I ended up sitting down and like watched the last 20 minutes. And so I got to, like, I watched like the last 20 minute, like good twist part. And I was like, oh, this is actually clever. And like, this is actually yeah. fun. But movies like, uh, like, uh, what is it? Crying games. What's the, uh, not the crying game. I was getting like confused. Games? Funny games. Thank you. I'm like, it's not the crying game. I was getting no, confused. Okay. Funny <laughs> games. Like to me, like sitting down to just watch funny games. It's like, what, what do you get out of that as a person? Like, I just, that's a hard I try not to, to be like super judgmental about torture porn as a genre, but it's just, to me, it's like, okay, the whole point is like watching really gruesome things happening to sure. people as realistically as possible. That doesn't get me off. Like, <laughs> it's just, Ugh. Sure. No, no, no. So, so that would kind of be your fuck that horror. Exactly. Movie. So, like, I, okay. I love anything that's more just like I love anything with a good lore. So, it, like, I lean towards okay. paranormal because usually they have to do like a lore for like why there's a ghost. But you mm-hmm. know, anything that any slasher movie even that has good lore can be fun. So, like, Black Christmas is a great movie because it's this fun thing where you're like the characters are really good and you know the story that's happening is like this mystery where you're trying to figure it out and there's that great red herring where you're like oh is it this guy oh but it can't be this this guy guy. but it really seems like it might be this guy and so like when you're engaged with it for things other than just like the gore itself that's what I can get behind so like different like Halloween is a great movie because you're just like watching Jamie Lee Curtis and all of these things outside of just like watching people get stabbed as opposed to like by the time you get to like Jason in space versus the cool twist of it's like Jason X, <laughs> right? Like yeah, right? Like those where it's just kind of a little ridiculous, oh as God. opposed to the original where you have this cool like, oh, there's actually nothing spooky happening. It's this yeah. oddly tragic story of a crazy mom who went nuts from loss. Like that's a cool concept. Mm, yeah. um, so I see what you mean. I love a good concept in a movie, and I think that's it lends itself more right. to the supernatural movies right. and the paranormal stuff. Uh, but I'm not opposed to other things as long as it's not just gore for the sake of gore. I get kind of bored with that. Sure. It's one of the no, many, that's, many that's reasons Repo fair. is a terrible movie. Repo? Repo the Genetic Opera is garbage. Oh, Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, man. Yeah, P- uh, Paris Hilton, right? She was the best part of that movie. Yeah, People she was, say she was that. Good. Oh. I, I liked her, her song. It was uh, Crave Robin. Right? She was fun. <laughs> yeah. I like. I, I yeah, really, that's such a fun movie. That's the that's well, one of the few movies that I've watched and I actively tried to enjoy. Like, I wanted to like it because I like the aesthetic so much. And so I was sure. like, oh, I want this song to be catchy. Oh, I really want this character to be interesting. And like, yeah. bless Spy Kids actress's heart. What the fuck was she doing that entire time? Because it wasn't acting. Yeah, Alexa Vega. Yeah, right? Alexa Vega. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, she, yeah, no, that she, terrible. that was terrible. I wish she would have acted more sickly. Right? I feel like that like, would have been better in her front for that movie, for sure. Um, no, I, I'm with you. Genetic Opera is, is definitely a movie that I would is, love to see get remade by someone who knew that aesthetic <laughs> yeah. and could do it well, um, yeah. and was a little bit less deeply in love with right. <laughs> Andrew right. Lloyd Webber. Well, you, 
have you seen the movie Repo Men? Yeah, and like Repo Men was cute. It was good for Jude yeah. Law. Jude Law actually in um, AI, artificial intelligence, is oh, yeah. super wow. good. That movie is just, like Absolutely. broke my heart. What a sad fucking movie. Oh my god, the bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, artificial intelligence is actually really, really cool. Right? Um, really good that's that a movie too. that I haven't revisited in a while. No. That's a movie I definitely should revisit. Right? For sure. I think it's on Tubi. Um, but are you. Okay. Interesting enough, you're not a fan of gore, but you're a fan of lore. Now, are you. I know. Yeah. I like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> with with that being said, um, have you tried to like kind of experience Giallo films? Like Giallo films are definitely extremely gory, but they're not gory for gory's sake. They they definitely have a, a fantastic story. Yeah, and are you familiar with Giallo films? I guess I guess I should start start off with that. I'm try. I have so few examples. I'm trying to think. No, how many are like. No worries. Uh, there, there's like um, a Suspiria, uh, oh. Opera, uh, Cat of Nine Tails. Like, I'm actually, I'm literally only naming one director right now, but uh, right, Dario like, Argento. I'm trying to, I'm like, I've been like thinking of Suspiria and like, I'm thinking of the, the original and the remake. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so like, it's hard because like Suspiria is a great example and I was trying to think of ones aside from it. So it wasn't just me talking about Suspiria, but I don't really think I've seen many outside sure. of it because... Um, what's the movie with Allison Wilson and the, the perfection, the, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. The perfection. That mm-hmm. gives me big Suspiria vibes too, in the same way that I really liked the vibe. I really liked the characters. I really liked the story. And the only thing that mm-hmm. I would just be that one actually more so even than Suspiria was when it was gratuitously violent. I was like this, I feel like if you, if you it's even just taking you out of it, well, to me, it's like. To me, you can't say it's not gratuitous if cutting from the moment that, like, the gore starts to the, the way the gore ends, the way that, like, you know, movies without the budget or, like, yeah. the way that you're trying to get a PG-13 rating or whatever. If you can right. cut, like, because I just cover my eyes. And if I'm not missing anything, then I think it's gratuitous. You know what I mean? Like, if I literally sure. am missing nothing by not seeing it, why is it in the movie? That's my only yeah. issue. And so, like, my mom used to watch Trauma Life in the ER a lot as a kid, which is not scary oh, at wow. all. It's just very gratuitous. My mom loves medical shows. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've, I've never been comfortable seeing, like, blood and guts. and I just, yeah. I've never liked seeing Extreme it. Violence, so it's not even, like, that. the fact that, I, you know, even if, you, even if it is necessary, I physically don't like looking at it. And so I like sure. the fact that 90% of the time, like, I don't need to be looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. The results of the gore, like, well, you know, once it's there and someone's arms, like, stitched up as a stump, it's like, okay, I can live with that. But sure. watching it actually get severed and all the tendons and stuff get pulled away, I don't ever feel like that adds something that I want. I won't argue that it doesn't right. add something, but it's never something that I want. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I don't need this. This is right? fine. So I think with a movie um, that's as good as Suspiria or The Perfection, even if I'm missing the stuff that the gore is intended to add because it's done purposefully, the rest mm-hmm. is so good that I'm still getting a good experience. So yes, when right. when a movie is so sub like beyond good that it, looking away from half of it still is a good film, yeah, it can have as much gore as it wants. It just, it just has to know that like I'm I'm actively I'm looking away from most of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actively disengaging when it gets too. too I can't. Yeah. No, that's that is completely fair. 
And um, Giallo films definitely push the boundary, like with opera, for example, a beautiful, beautiful movie that is extremely grotesque. Um, and the initial purpose of the movie is literally a woman is uh, starring in a play called in Hamilton, a musical of Hamilton. And in this musical, she's being stalked by someone who's literally forcing her to watch um, in certain situations of that person kill that per- kill someone and the way they force them to watch the way they force her to watch it is initially they tape um needles to the bottom of her eyelids Ooh, so ow. she can't close her eyes yeah and and she'll blink but she'll start to bleed and it's it's things like that where it's just like super duper intriguing and i even rep- reposted uh or retweeted something i want to say it was like 2 days ago something like that but that was from opera and um initially it's one of the coolest scenes that i've seen in cinema oh, wow. where uh someone comes up to a door and she looks through the people that she looks through the people oh saw two and- told me never to do that i will say saw two <laughs> i have never looked into people since seeing that movie <laughs> That's fair. Oh, <laughs> um, absolutely not. I'm pretty sure that's where they got that from, too. Oh. But uh, this woman looks into people, and she's like, no, I want to see your face, because she knows it's the stalker. And the woman that he's stalking is technically behind her on the phone with the cops. He shoots the gun off on the peephole, and literally you see the, the, the bullet coming through the peephole, and it leaves, enters her skull, leaves out of her skull, and then it breaks the phone <gasps> while she's on it. And that way she could call the cops. And then he just comes inside. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Fucking yeah. opera, dude. Opera's amazing. And there's, like, awesome scenes with, like, crows. And uh, the whole movie, it's pl- it's so bonkers because it's playing operatic music but when he's doing his killings it turns into like metal and it's so fascinating and it's Dario Argento what what a fascinating person he is so so interesting but I was I was just wondering because since you're a huge fan of lore uh Dario Argento movies or giallo movies in general typically go very high on the gore but their story is also really really high up there as well and see for me when i think of like oh i want to sit down to watch a really weird lore driven artsy what the fuck is going on film i'm gonna just say screw it and put on mulholland drive or like you know like something lynch you know like and even lynch can get kind of a little bit gross sometimes but it's never you know Mm -hmm. he can i can get all that without the, the gore but Thinking, I was thinking more about it too, and I, the movie like Audition comes to mind, where it's like another movie that's based so much around just like the visceral nature of what you see, and so uh, like you know stomaching things like that, and so like there are definitely yeah. good versions of very visceral things. I just mm-hmm. again, if I'm going to sit down to watch some J horror, Audition's going to be really low on the list. Because, because it's like, you know, I, I would probably, it's another one where like I'll watch the whole thing, but it's going to be something that somebody else suggested. Does that make sure. sense? Um, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Audition's one of those movies that's very similar to, like, Itchy the Killer or uh, Old Boy and, and things like that, or, or I Saw the Devil. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, though, that's definitely its own sort of genre of this uh, very gory method of uh, acting. And these are all actually really great movies, but at the same time, it, it's just like, it, it, it's not for the faint of heart, and it's not for someone who cannot stomach or process, like, 
cool. This is a lot of gore and for gore's sake. And I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get through it. <laughs> just trying right. to get through or it. Or it's just like, okay, um, I know what the human body looks like on the inside. This is fine. Exactly. <laughs> look, it's, it's destroyed. Got it. I get it. They're dead. They're very dead. They're, so, they're dead they're and very, sad. Very dead. I get it. <laughs> Um, and that's one of the reasons why uh, for Psychological Horror Month, I didn't choose uh, High Tension. Um, it's because Ooh. of how gory it was. And um, I'm not ready for anyone to subject themselves to watching that type of gore just yet. Um, but oh, That's such a good one. The first time I watched High, high Tension, I got halfway through it before realizing I was watching a movie that had been dubbed over in English. It was like it was dubbed over so well so that you like didn't watch it in French. The first time I watched it, I didn't, like once I after oh, okay. I realized, like I didn't realize it was a French film. I legitimately thought sure. it was an American, like it was not necessarily American, but like uh, I thought it was an English film until I'm like, sure. Very subtly, you notice some things were off, but the dub You're was like, great, that's off. right? That's and then like about halfway through, I was like, this is too fucking like, what is going on with this audio? And the, so I googled it, and then I switched the to language to French. Is also really good. Though. Yeah, but I just yeah. I watched it on Netflix. I think when Netflix was still really early, and they had like eight horror yeah. films on it um, yeah. but yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah when streaming <laughs> only had great. like eight things but yeah high tension was so good but the first time i watched it i watched it halfway through without realizing i was watching a dub yeah i think it's on prime right now but uh that was that was alexander aja and he is very well known now for making a lot more american horror films but he's from france and um he he made crawl so it's okay. that guy yeah, uh, he made Crawl, and he made uh, uh, the remake to Hills Have Eyes. Oh, so man, I remember that came out, he's, too. He, uh, oh, man, 2006-ish? It was around torture porn. Right. I was like, I remember <laughs> yeah, that. A, that was when I was getting really big into just, like, watching horror all the time. Yeah, like, because I want to say that was, gosh, what came out. Fuck, we had Saw, we had Hostel, The Hills Have Eyes, um, um... A little bit after that is when uh, Last House on the Left the got remade. Devil's Rejects. Yes, the house house. Yeah, the house. Last House on the Left um, with uh, Aaron Paul. Most people don't for, uh, forget that, or most people forget that he was in that movie. He uh, definitely raped a woman in that movie. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and then you also got the remakes of like I Spit on Your Grave and stuff like that, which were, which was also a French film that is very very torturous. Um, but with that with all of that being said, since you are mainly uh, like like lore driven and things like that, uh, what would you say? What would be your ideal movie for you to, I guess, see done with found footage and lore of paranormal? Like, what would be your your ideal version of this? I know Paranormal Activity three is up there for you. I was with like, that, Paranormal Activity like, three doesn't you exist. You can like kind of make one. Um, God, that's a really good question. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's, I know. It, I know it's a I'm tough really one. good at this. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this a well. while. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, know it's, I know this is a tough question. Um, it, if I could say something of, of mine, or yeah. mine I guess, is initially I would take the taking of Deborah Logan and the autopsy of Jane Doe. And I would uh, initially combine those, and that would be like my perfect paranormal. Like a, a taped autopsy. Autopsy of Jane Doe is another really good one. Uh, yeah, like a, a taped <laughs> autopsy that goes wrong. That would be really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that would be super fascinating. Like a student or something, kind of just like in um, fucking uh, 
I am blanking so hardcore right now on this name. Uh, uh, Reanimator. <laughs> yes, there we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but See, something like that. I do love really, you like, I love a novel usage of found footage. So to me, when it comes to found footage, a lot of the fun of like the lore being tied into why this is found footage. So Deadass, I thought Unfriended was the coolest concept. I loved that concept of just like the entire movie is just a, a computer screen. And I own Unfriended 2 on DVD and I've watched all eight endings. There's eight endings? There's, like, four endings, and then there's two cut endings, and then there's, like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. There's so many stupid endings to that. Um, I had no idea. But I... (laughs) Unfriended 2 is not nearly as good uh, as Unfriended 1. Unfriended 1 is That's Dark Web, right? Uh, Yeah, Dark Web. Uh, I actually haven't seen that one. Yeah. But Unfriended, the first one I've seen, and... The fun scene of the blender was that, yes. that, was, that was like where I was like, oh, that's fun. The blender's crazy. The freaking deep throating a straightener. The yes, that was that was also pretty fun. Yeah, all, I, I loved the like the novel concept, like all the different fun things that you could do. Like, oh, if there's music, it's because she put Spotify on. Oh, you know, you're going through all these messages right. and she's googling stuff and she's opening. Exactly. You know, it, it, I loved the the novelness of that concept. Or again, why like yes. the taking of Deborah Logan? One of the reasons it's so fun is because it starts off for like the first twenty minutes as this really earnest like research documentary about Alzheimer's. And so you're just like, oh, this is why everyone's being interviewed and why there are cameras being installed. And like, is she being weird? Or is it just in that like old person weird way, you know? Uh, So I would, I would love to find like, I love VHS. Uh, The series always finds such great ways of, they're just little vignettes of like, here's a fun thing to do with found footage. You wouldn't think of like, I would love to see one that uses like a, teddy cam like a camera inside a teddy bear that a kid like carries around with them and stuff and so sometimes it's just in the room and sometimes it's on the go and like it's like maybe the kid's imaginary friend or something like that and so you know you you get the you know something like that where it's just like is this an imaginary friend is this a fucking ghost what's happening here and you get just like the ability to move the camera around and have it in weird locations because a lot of times with found footage it can be hard because you're usually set to just one spot because it's usually like security cameras and things like that and I love taking like the concept of you know paranormal activity three where it's like oh you know i'm setting up these security cameras and things like that but i think two had the best like paranormal activity two where it's like our house are broken into so i'm obviously mm-hmm. putting in these security cameras things like that where it makes where it makes more sense um yeah if we're gonna if we're gonna talk found footage i think that the found footage the most important part of found footage is that the lore matters in the sense that the lore really needs to be justifying and making sense of the fact that this is found footage and a lot of bad found mm-hmm. footage happens when that's forgotten sure 100 percent. and i don't know if you've seen like the poughkeepsie tapes that's or talking about gross stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but with the poughkeepsie tapes i mean same kind of thing right yeah. where you kind of get this mumble gore kind of uh fill of a very raunchy version of uh, found footage movie because it's very gritty it's a it's a and it kind of reminds me of Blair Witch Project just with uh I get a serial killer and it's with that same exact concept that I feel a lot of found footage movies can learn from uh is that the Poughkeepsie tapes initially will have this type of foreground that allows us as an audience to be just strapped in and 
watch this serial killer perform these heinous acts, but to the point where he falls in love with one of his victims, that he's just like, I can't kill you, but I really like to torture you mentally, and sometimes physically. And it's just the way you see his psyche just... I get, or, or their psyche. We technically don't know if it's a man or not, um, but their psyche just kind of switch. And you're just like, you've had this MO and you've had this MO for a while. And then you, all of a sudden you switched it up and to the point where she had Stockholm syndrome and she fell in love with you back to the point she took her own life because she couldn't be with you anymore. Cause they found her, they saved her quote unquote. But for her, it was not saving like you were like you you took me away from my lover and it's like what the fuck this is bananas bananas Sorry. um i guess one of my more like scenes of like fuck that horror horror movies are movies that have to deal with like like rape and stuff like that not a fan of that um as no one should be <laughs> i feel like that's a little bit more um, of a place for like it depends. It's again where you have like horror is such a broad genre because I love movies like mm-hmm. Enough with J Lo. I've seen that like a million times. Oh, or you sure. have like like Jodie Foster coming in and kicking ass. Like you know, yeah. rape movies obviously have a place. Um, I'll even say that like you know, I I like Last House on the Left. Um, I think that I love that movie. I think that now, here, here's the thing. I actually really enjoy them. I just don't. I don't like they make you the most uncomfortable like you gotta look away yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. those those specific scenes like revenge or uh I spit on your grave for another example which was brutal or even a Serbian film like a Serbian film is one of those movies that is just like whoa cool this is a big no-no girl with a dragon tattoo the rape scenes in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo were very graphic there's like four and three of them are just like female on male which is very un, you know uncomfortable for a lot of people yeah. i watched that movie yeah. christmas like christmas night with a friend mm-hmm. a co-worker that i had just recently met and i did not know there would be like 12 rape scenes in that movie so i'm sitting next to like a oh, new friend that i didn't know very well and i'm just oh, like i thought this was like a murder mystery movie <laughs> <laughs> we're both just like yeah so this is interesting but uh yeah so whenever yeah. i think of rape scenes in movies i think a girl with a dragon tattoo but i think rape's just kind of a lot like gore where if you're gonna do something like that you you have to you have to make it do it well yeah exactly like it's like with yeah. anything you can make the blackest joke you can turn anything into mm-hmm. anything but the more uh controversial or extreme the subject matter the better the yeah you know, like the better the content if you're gonna make like a 100%. dark dead baby joke it better be really funny like <laughs> <laughs> have you seen greener grass i have not oh my gosh are you into dark comedies i am i am okay Great, because this is totally going to be your movie that you watch when you are not tired after Netflix and chills. <laughs> um, Greener Grass is on Hulu right now, and <clears throat> excuse me, and what I can't even say what the premise of this movie is because there is none. It's bananas, and initially it is this movie of a dark comedy that. Is like David Lynchy meets Desperate Housewives. Okay, well, sold. It is fascinating, but a lot of shit is just going on in there. We're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, like this movie is so strange, but at the same time, you can't peel your eyes. Like you're just like, this is something that I 
need to keep up with because I have to see what happens. Yes. <laughs> it's such an interesting movie. And um with that movie, there's there's certain scenes in there that like because there's only a few things that make me cringe. I very rarely cringe. Like gore does nothing for me, I, I will admit. Um but um, I don't even technically cringe at rape scenes. I'm just uncomfortable. I'm just like, mm, let's wrap this up. No, thank you. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, well, I like, I get it. Like, let's wrap it up. But the things that make me cringe are the peeling of your nails. So, like, if you peel your oh, nails back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything that has to do with the peeling of teeth. Oh, you have that recurring nightmare so, where all your teeth fall out. Oh my god. Oh my god. So anything like that is just like for me. Uh, And they have a scene similar to that inside Greener Grass. I didn't know I would find this cringy, but Jesus fucking Christ. Watch (laughs) Greener Grass. Watch Greener Grass because that movie is balls to the wall. Oh, fuck. And it's actually good. It's actually a good movie. It's weird as shit, but it's good. Um, it's It's pretty sad if you can get the metaphors. I will but, work very hard but, not to get the metaphors then. Boom! Nothing can phase <laughs> there me. You there you go. There, it's honestly, it's really hard to get the metaphors because this movie is that fucking weird. Ooh. It's a weird fucking movie. Um, but I want to say like the lady from Workaholics or some shit is... Oh, no. it's That's not her. This is someone else. Uh, have you seen like Mike and Dave knee, knee wedding dates? No. Okay, good. It's a bad movie. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's, uh, I was a lady like, no, from it looks stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lady from that movie who's in this movie as well. Um, but God, there's fucking people getting pregnant because they have soccer balls underneath their dresses, and it's it's weird. It's a fucking weird movie. It is weird. Someone's kid turns into a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I'm into it. Fascinating. It is fascinating. I'm very into that. Come on. <laughs> Luckily, I have a dog. But yeah. Um, last last question that I have for you. Well, two two last questions. Then we'll go ahead and wrap on up. Um, as being a fan of the podcast, um, what movie are you dying to have us cover? Oh, there's a lot. Tbh. So <laughs> when I saw that you had, I don't I don't think I told you this. Um, I was really stoked to get the Patreon exclusive episode for Nightlife mm-hmm. because it was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. For yeah. some reason in my brain, and the reason I watched The Taking of Deborah Logan last week is because <laughs> my brain read that as The Taking of Deborah Logan, and I was super stoked to listen to your Taking of Deborah Logan. I was like, I love that movie. She's so old and gross looking. <laughs> and I started listening to The I'm Exorcism of so Emily Rose, and I was like, this doesn't this sound right. Correct. And I got like 15, 20 minutes into it before I was like, I Googled the movie and I'm like, this is not the movie I thought it was. And I got really oh, sad. Sorry. And so then I watched The Taking of so Deborah Logan and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is the movie I thought I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> so when you eventually do that, it'll like okay. make it up to me because in my heart, I had already listened to that episode. Um, sure. Yeah, that would be a really good one. I loved you guys going through, like, old classics. I wish that mm-hmm. you guys had done Day of the Dead for Black History Month. I feel like Black History Month yeah, needed it, it was, another episode. It was on our list. I feel like Black we, History we, Month got, we like, took it off. It was chipped. really hard to let go. It should have been longer. I don't know. I really liked it. I wanted more, like, because when you, when you first announced Black History Month, this is, like, super old now, but whatever. When you first announced it, I was really excited for the concept because I thought that was so novel. Mm-hmm. And, like, each episode has 
was really good. Anybody who hasn't listened to them should go back and do it, especially with Candyman yes, being like new Candyman's going to be out when people are listening to this. Yeah. So like 100%. go listen to the OG Candyman episode. It's really fucking good. But I was like, I've never listened <laughs> to you. a podcast of discussing horror from a specifically black perspective. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And the idea of like finding like you guys, I thought mentioned Abby at one point on your show too. I was kind of hoping exactly. that you were teasing that cause you were going to do it. Um, cause I thought that would be an interesting one. Um, but I just like yeah. the whole sound concept. I'm excited for next year. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, honestly, that, that means a lot. It, it's, a month that I definitely would have loved to have expanded more and more and more, but the fact that we do these thematically monthly, which just obviously didn't work out, but it definitely will be back. It will for sure be back. Didn't do a Women's but, History Month, but that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, calling you out. There's, the prince yeah, is canceled. Like, <laughs> 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 um, but definitely Deborah Logan is on our list for sure. Uh, would love to invite you back to hang out with us, all of us, to actually break that movie down. Yeah, that's a good one. I feel like that would be really, really cool. You guys doing, like, big classics is really fun. Um, Like, ones that I'm like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen that. Um, But then again, like, like The Changeling is such a good episode, too, where it's just like, this is a movie I've somehow never heard of. Um, Sure. So, I don't know. It's hard. I want to, like, name some. And then I'm like, I like the ones where it's something that I've never even heard of. Those are always fun yeah. when you find, like, more deep cuts. Or even, like, hearing you guys discuss Suspiria would be great. Um, oh, just yeah. That definitely be all that. Right? Like, the big... That would be a part of our GL. The big boys. Do you, like, a Kubrick... Cooper- <laughs> I'm sure you guys probably do a Kubrick month or some point. But, like, yeah. Like, listening yeah. to you guys talk about The Shining. Come on. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to do a Cronenberg month. I want to... It's so many things. Oh, a Cronenberg that month. Oh, like, The yeah. Thing. That would be super yeah. fun. Oh my gosh! Like there's so so many great things that I want to visit. I guess if you do The Shining, um, you have to spend the entire episode talking about how the movie is all just a metaphor for Native Americans <laughs> being encroached upon by the U.S. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I feel like that in Poltergeist. Oh <laughs> like, God! Yes. Like one hundred percent. With AI, you can do a Spielberg month too. He's got some spooks. That's um, true, you know, because he has Jaws and all that stuff, right. too. Jurassic Park, I do consider it also a, a horror film. Right? So. That's what I'm saying. You got, like, yeah. Jaws, AI, Poltergeist, uh, yeah. and Jurassic Park. There's, like, th- four wildly different movies. They're all scary in different ways. Totally. Um, 100%. Yeah. Um, last question that I do have for you. Why horror? Like, why Why? Like why is this your genre? It's so good. And I love that that's the, that's the question. And I think it is different for a lot of people. But for me, Very much so. I come from to horror from a fear standpoint. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. come to horror because they're like, oh, because I don't get scared. I love going to haunted houses. I'm not allowed in haunted houses because my reflex when startled is to hit. And I've been into one mm-hmm. haunted house. I was 13, and somebody left it with a lot of bruises all over them, and I've never been allowed back inside of one. I don't get, I don't like being scared. I come from, like, I'm a very, I'm afraid of a lot of things. I was a scary cat child. I come from a place yeah. of fear. And so, like, sure. I love horror because it's just, like, the same way that, like, when a stove is hot, you want to put your hand as close as you can without burning it. And it makes you feel like, or like a candle. Like you ever like light a candle and like put your hand under it and you feel really powerful because you're like, this, this is going to hurt me if I put my hand too close. But if I can find the exact point where it's just really Mm -hmm. warm, like it's, it's fun and exciting and it's all that adrenaline pumping and 
You know, yeah. I don't skydive, but I need that adrenaline fix in a different way. And so, like, a good jump scare will just kind of wake your ass yeah. up a little bit. Um, and I think the horror is a great way to, like, just... I like comedies. I don't love dramas because I feel like dramas are things that deal and tackle all of the same emotions that horror does, but in a more boring way mm -hmm. that makes you feel a little shitty mm -hmm. afterwards. I feel like horror sure. is this great genre where, like... It's the one time where it's safe to talk about all the things that make you scared and are scary without it being like a weakness thing. But a lot of times when, you know, people talking about like their greatest fears and things like that, it's a very personal, you know, safe space, trauma center where you have to be around people that you really trust. But with horror, anybody can be like, hey, you want to watch this scary movie and like actively be scared in front of each other and we're all like okay with it. And no one's just yeah. like, ah, how dare you be scared? Um, I love that. I love like embracing the negative emotions and then finding ways to like get enjoyment out of them. And so it makes me feel brave and it's just, it's fun. <laughs> oh, 100%. It is fun. And I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Horror is such a, a beautiful thing that can be shared with many, many, many people. And that's, I feel like that's the point. Like that's the point of horror. Like horror is, is granted, I watch most, mostly horror films by myself, but, um, the the point of horror is to watch it with someone and even even tonight um because we're recording this in february everybody <laughs> but tonight i get to finally see the invisible man which i'm super duper stoked for which people are saying it's it and granted i'm i'm taking everything they say with a grain of salt but no those trailers about, that looks great are you kidding me <laughs> so it it should should be fun. I'm, I'm very excited for the Invisible Man. I don't like Elizabeth Moss, but everything else about that movie, I don't like looking at Elizabeth Moss's yeah. face because it's so ugly that it physically hurts me. So like, I wish that someone a little bit more attractive were playing the role. It's not her fault. I'm sure she's great. She's lovely. She was married to a lunatic, but I'm sure she's fine. I just hate sure. her weird clumped up witch nose and chin. It just I don't like it. You can be shallow with actors. They're paid to be pretty. I don't care. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's very, very true. Well, once again, thank you so much for Are we going to go out on me. that note? Is that my last line? We're going that out on that note because that was perfect. That was so That bad. was perfect. Oh, my God. No, that was the best perfect. way to go out. <laughs> this is how I talk about all the characters like, on, like, Musk. Netflix and chills. <laughs> I just get really, really, like, roasty about their personal traits, especially because they'll have 1960s sure. hair. So, yeah. if you like that... <laughs> Definitely, 100%. Um, but on that note, thank you once again so much. This was an absolute blast. Uh, but where can people find you on the web? Okay, so I exist 90% on Twitter, 10% in the real world. Uh, and it's uh, <laughs> at Quirk of Art XD, like a little XD face. It's my favorite face. Like I don't usually use LOL. I like to XD, so I like to put on everything. But yeah, on that's Twitter, funny. it's Quirk of Art XD. On Twitch, it's just Quirk of Art. So if that's hard for you, just go to Twitch, Quirk of Art. Um, I do Netflix awesome. and Chills Saturdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, typically. Uh, but this month, so we'll see by the time it airs, but this month, I'm doing something different. At the end of the month, I'm replaying all of the movies that we've done this month in, like, a marathon. And so today's going to oh, be cool. a long one. Um, and if it yeah, goes good, we'll see. Yeah, no worries. You know, get get some coffee, get some some food. You know, hang on out. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, Kaylee. Uh, I was thinking of your night name, and I still don't have it. I forgot. <laughs> if you hadn't said anything, you would have had infinite time because I was like, oh, I did true. forget that I made that ultimatum. I, yeah, you, you did. Make, you did make that, and I, I want to create you one, but I'm gonna have to send that one to you a little bit later. All right, all right. That means it's gonna be <laughs> so, double good. 
Exactly. So, you know, rain check, rain check. I had low expectations, but, but now they're high. Now they're high. So I have to come up with a really, really good one. <laughs> this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. Uh, once again, I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. And alongside me, we had Kaylee. Thank you so much. You were great. Yes. (laughs) Our efforts to get our show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a K. By pledging on Patreon, you'll have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlife.